You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. This is Rebel Yoshev and the Parsha. And here we have in Parsha's Vayera, uh, the Pasuk says, Bo daber el paro melech mitzchayim v'yishalak has b'nei Yisrael me'artzai. Moshe has this incredible job to begin the um, negotiations to get B'nai Yisrael out. Um, we all know what occurs, Rav Yoshev says, that there's a give and take. Paros gives a little, and then he comes back on it. And, of course, HaKadosh Baruch Hu knew that was going to happen, that there was going to be this process and it would only be at the very end, by Choshech and Bechoros, the paro of, uh, accedes to the demand, but there's going to be this yes, no, you can't leave. So Yoshev asks a very simple question. Kozetmua, this whole back and forth is strange. Right? What does it say in the Parsha? Moshe was 80, Aaron was 83 when they spoke to Paro. They're 83 years old. Hashem knows that Paro is going to be stubborn. They could do, who knows what they could do? Rebel Yoshev understood what it means to use your every second for something. The truth is, is that God knows Paro's brains and God could come up with a maka that could obviously change Paro's mind right away, whatever it is. And we know he hardens Paro's heart and this, but the truth is, is that you basically could have one giant maka that God could unleash and it would be very exciting and that would have been it. Whatever it was, I don't know. A, a Godzilla coming and stomping on everybody. Uh, you know, who knows what it what could have been. A, a giant comet. Who knows? So, Rebel Yoshev, again, these are the type of questions like, like, like you would, can you ask that question? Yeah, you can ask such a question. Ulam Kfar is here, son of Rebel Yoshev says, what does it say? Now, we can't hate him totally. We, he can't be something disgusting to us. We know that a Giyoris Mitzri is allowed. Even a, a, a male Mitzri is allowed into the third generation. We can't hate them forever and say, we'll never forgive them. They're not a Molek. Why? Hayisibarzo, you far to live there. Rashi says in Parshaski Seitzay, the Avapisha Zorku Zhireyam Liyor Matam Shahoyu Lachemachsanya Bishasatrak. They were terrible to us. They 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 allowed our children to die. They were the stormtroopers. They forced us, according to the Ramban, to throw our own children in. But either way, we lived in Mitzrayim when there was a famine. 
they probably would not have been able normally to survive the conditions that were in Canaan had they not been there. So Rav Yoshev says, can you hear what this is? That's the terrorist. That's we have to. The pasuk tells us to makar tova, and 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 allow him into our world. Allow him to become a Jew, not hate him. Even though, if you take a look at what his grandparents did, look what his country was about. So you see that we don't hate the Mitzrim. We don't hold against them. Yes, we don't hold against them this hatred forever. We have our Korosatov, right? And basically, as Rav Yoshev says, it's not just get the Mitzrim. It was teaching something. Every Maka was meant, Rebel Yoshev said, to be like a, a Shir Das. Shir Das is, in the yeshiva terms, a Musr, something to learn from the event to take out that changes you emotionally and intellectually. This was a chance. And we have to know human beings have to be given a chance to understand, to see the error of their ways. Look at the Pusik. I'm going to send all my makas. Why? What did he mean? All these psukim keep on talking about you need to know, Paro. I think you as a human being can change. I think you and your people can come to recognize a great truth. I want you to be able to know who I, to understand the power of God. I want you to be able to be able to spread the story years later about the power of God. Which means what, Revelation says. Not just that all, we, we don't give up on any humans. Especially someone who God had allowed incredible power. God had given Paro the ability to be a brutal dictator that decreed the death of human beings for no reason. Paro needs to know that there is an accounting to be held. Paro needs to learn that even though he got away with murder beforehand, he shouldn't think Shalech's din velestayim. He needs to know you, you, that, that there is an accounting to be held. And everyone, no matter what, it doesn't have to be the Jews, we believe humanity has to be taught and can absorb a lesson. Yavru Shmonim Shona, and there's going to be Dom again. And if you think about it, look at what the Makos say, Rebbe Yashem says. When the Makos came and got Paro to the end of his rope, Paro screamed. We see that it was working in a way. That Paro, it, it, Paro was sincere. 
he realized the error of his ways. And then, of course, when that stopped, as we know, he went back to it. He said, no. Paro, Rav Yoshev says, the Makos need are, are a lesson for Paro and his enablers to feel, to sense that these are the last days that he's going to be able to do what he wants. He sees everything Moshe has said happens. And he realizes that he will be forced to give in. And you can see that although Paro did not learn his lesson, Paro is a person that even though every fact on the ground saw his end coming and saw that the Bnei Yisro are on their way to leave, who his amates, lahachzik as Bnei Yisrael, the lo l'shalchei me'artzo. Zuhi trunas ha'ish shachai kol yomov, b'derach ha'klokolot. He lives as a evil, um, negative, wrong-headed, completely crooked way of life. Even in the last minutes, he doesn't change. What do we learn from this, Rebbe Yoshev says? We should not be like Paro. What are those Hasros that we have? Not in Mitzrayim, but other Parshios, of the Tochacha, of doing mitzvahs, that Hashem will punish us. And we know Moshe's MS and the Torah's MS. Everything that Moshe said in the Tochacha, we saw happen in Nazi Europe and before during the Crusades. So this story, although God knew Paro wouldn't give in, is meant for us to know about what we need to stress towards humanity, what we need to, that humanity can change, that we have to give humanity the, the, the benefit of the doubt that people can learn new ways of thinking. Paro didn't. But Paro not learning it is also a musr for us to not be that way. And the same way Paro didn't learn his lesson and what happened to him, we have got to take the Tochacha and all the Parshas in the Torah where God is telling us through Moshe Rabbeinu the mitzvahs we have to do, we have to realize to be scared and not feel that we can, well, I wasn't doing mitzvahs then and I seem to be okay. That's what we have to realize. We cannot be like pirates. Say, well, now it's okay. <laughs> now there's nobody sick. Now there's no more COVID. Now we've got the vaccine. I've got my job back. Okay, now I don't have to daven so stark. The story of, of Yitzhak Mitzrayim and the back and forth between Moshe Rabbeinu and, and Paro happens sometimes within each of us. No uh, atheist in a foxhole, as we know, right? But when things get uh, different, when things get difficult, yeah, when things get difficult, all of a sudden, we're davening stark, 
things are okay. Hmm. Yeah, I guess I can go back to the way I was. This Parsha, these three Parshios, really, the end of Shmos, all through Parshas Veira and Bo, even in Mishalach, teaching us about Paro's uh, uh, Akshanis, is really something that we need to uh, take in to ourselves. Another uh, element that Rabbi Yoshev spoke about in this parsha was something that we learned. It's it's part of the parsha. A lot of people skip, but it's a very interesting thing halachically. So let's learn about that as well. Vayikach Aaron Eselisheva Bas Aminadav Achot Nachshon Isha. Now Nachshon does come up in the Torah later, um, but why is it that we need to know this now? So Amar Rava, the Gemara says in Baba Basra, If you want to uh, uh, marry someone, a good way to know what your children are going to be like is not her parents as much. I mean, Odav must have been a great person, really. Um, by the way... Wasn't uh, he the one who went into the Yamsuf? Right, that was the brother who jumped in the Yamsuf. By the way, I mean, Odav, was um, uh, we know the famous Nadav and Avihu? That's why he was called Nadav. Was he was named after his grandfather, right? Because Aaron's father-in-law was Ami Nadav, and Nadav, Aaron's son, was given a name connecting him to his grandfather. But it wasn't the grandfather that Aaron, his father-in-law, that. The Torah says sold Aaron on Elisheva, but it was Nachshon, the one who jumped in the Yamsuf. Yes. Hanoseisha, check out the brother. The Marshal explains why. Why is the brother the best way? Now, I said before the brother is an indicator about the children. The Marshal says. Brothers and sisters who were basically formed in the same womb, true, was uh, DNA from the man and the woman, the seed and the egg, but probably they're similar. And therefore, probably, he says, Whatever the brother is like, that's probably a good indication what this woman is like, too. That is what uh, the Marshal explains. doesn't say it has to do with the baby. It says it has to do with what the mother is like, if you really want to know. Now, we know, the Marshal says, we, the Uber starts off as a, an extension of the mother. And we also know that the body of the, of the fetus really stems in many ways from the mother. Gufu shaladam notzer me'imo. Okay. So I, I guess in that sense, um, the brother is a good indicator. The Rambam does, and the Shulchan Aruch do not bring this as a halacha at all. They don't say, check out uh, the girl's brother. The Rav Yoshev quoted the Chuvis Maram Brisk. 
why the Rambam doesn't quote it. Because the Rambam held, even though it says, Tzorech Livdok Bachecha, that's the Lashen, take a look again, Hanoseisha Tzorech, you're mechuyiv to be bodek, you're mechuyiv to be bodek, like you have to you know, do your research if there is a brother. But the, Mara, but the Rambam clearly doesn't hold Tzorech means that, it's just a good Eitzah. What it all means is, is that that's the, a good thing to do. But there's no halacha that if the brother is a bum, that you shouldn't marry the girl. In fact, Rebel Yoshev's mechutin, he quoted his own mechutin, the, the stipler, right, said, right, because they both married sisters, the stipler held that if a person has a shidduch and the brother is not such a great guy, you don't have to say, oh, I, I shouldn't marry the girl. You don't have to say, oh, the brother's in jail, the brother's a druggie, the brother went off the derech, I shouldn't marry the girl. The stiper used to tell people that, okay, look, it's a, it's a midas chasidus to, to, to check the brother out and only go out with a girl whose brother is so-and-so. But Rebel Yoshev even quoted the Maram Brisk way before the stipler, who said it's not Likuv. And I guess this was important for, to, to hear Rebel Yoshev and the stipler say such things, because we know how picky people are when it comes to Shaduchim. Um, they asked Rebel Yoshev, okay, so it's not Ma'akev, but it's definitely, a, uh, you're not going to be Machish, Chazal say it's the right thing to do. No, yeah, that is the right thing to do, but don't, don't break the Shidduch just on that uh, account. Don't not go out with the girl because you heard something about the brother. Well, what about if there's two brothers? What about or, or four brothers? Two of them are Rashi Koyal, and two of them are Hell's Angels. QAnon guys, maybe. <laughs> okay, so what do you do in that case? So Rebel Yoshev said, look, it's not Ma'akev. You got 50-50 assume you got 50% of the brothers are okay. Don't assume, oh, oh, uh, there's a problem here because of the other brother. His his brother-in-law, though, the stipler said, even if, let's say, three of the brothers were off the derech and one was okay, you don't have to worry. Because... um, one of the brothers is good. It says, check the brother. Yivdok b'achelah. Now, you could say, achelah means her brothers, not her brother. And you go with the row of brothers. But, um, you know, the, the stipler once again felt that, again, both of these men were trying to get people not to be so meshuga when it comes to this thing of, uh, of shaduchim. Rebel Yosha was asked a different question uh, in this uh, topic. There was a bochor that um, they, there was a girl that they wanted him to go out with a certain bochor, and a bochor was a, a nice bentaira. And she was considered from the top of her seminary class. So what did he do? He tried to find out, like Chazal say, to check her brother out. And she also, you know, also Chazal say, as we said before, 
that when it comes to the children, the children will be like the girl's brother. And it turns out that she has two brothers and neither of them are in learning. They're not, but they're known as very nice guys. They're known as very sweet guys. Okay? But they're not really into learning and they're not that from. Okay. Now, I'm going to tell you here that this is Rebel Yashiv on the Parsha. This is not Kivalevich on the Parsha. All right. So please do not hate me for the psak that you're going to hear from Rebel Yashiv about this. Okay. And I'm actually going to make another comment here, although I, I am trying to be honest about Rebel Yoshev. This is Rebel Yoshev's son-in-law who asked him the question, Rav Zilberstein. Let's hear Rebel Yoshev's answer. Okay. Kivalevich does not necessarily happy with Rebel Yoshev's answer here, as much as I love Rebel Yoshev. Here's his answer. Bochor she'eno ben if he's not really from and he doesn't really learn Torah, don't tell me he's such a nice guy, that he's such a sweet guy. Again, don't throw stones at me here, people listening. Why? Because what does the Torah do? When you learn Torah, it changes you. It softens you. You're involved in mentally the Maimar Chazal that tells you how to be from, that tells you how to be medactic, that tells you how to do kibbutz, the Maimar Chazal that t- tells you how to how to be careful about another person, shapes your attitude and softens you. Now, it's true you can have people who, even though they don't learn, are very sweet and kind, and they're they consider it. Their midos, though, are mitoch musrios, which means what? They've been taught ethical behavior, and they've read about ethical behavior, they, they, uh, it's, but not from the Torah. Uberega echod, ze yocho, l'schalef. We know that people who just say, my spirit is from a certain ethical, humanistic perspective of human rights and what people deserve to be and treated. We know that that can turn on a dime. The Mishnah Pirkeiovus Rebel Yoshev teaches that. It says, Now look at Rabbeinu Yonah, Rebel Yoshev says, What does Rabbeinu say on that Mishnah? Someone who doesn't know Torah, someone who doesn't learn Torah, ain't no sholem b'mido don't say, oh, he has great Derech Eretz. Ki roiv midos ha-toivos sheyesh bedarche ha-oilam b'tayrahem. If you want to see what is good midos, where you see the, the epitome of good midos, how to practice good midos, you see it from the Torah. Like what, Rabbeinu Yoyna says? Returning a, a, a mashkon every night to the person who who needs it for his parnasa, even though you just lent them a tremendous amount of money and this is the only way you have a, 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 an idea that he's going to give it back. The person worked for you and you give him a tremendous gift when you fire him. You see how careful you have to be in business, constantly checking your, 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 your scales, how medactic you have to be with money. Again, 
throughout the Torah, Benio says, you'll see it's teaching you what Derech Eretz is. So, if that's true, if these guys are not into learning, don't necessarily assume, oh, well, that's fine. Now, um, um, now, They asked Rebel Yoshev, though, when he gave this psak, what about Rabbi Akiva? Rabbi Akiva was the shepherd of, of, uh, of Kalba Savua. And we know he was not a learned person. Right? And, and we see um, that his daughter saw that even though he was not learned at all, that there was something special about him, he was kind, um, and she went over to him and said, I'll marry you. And she says, If I will agree to be your wife, will you go and start learning? And Rabbi Kiva said, okay, I'll marry you. And because of that belief that this Rachel Baskal Basvua had, that's, and what did she see in him? She saw Midos Tovos. And, right, and therefore she took him even though he wasn't a Ben Taira. Now, um, that's a good kasha in Rebel Yoshev, right? <laughs> so let's see what Rebel Yoshev's answer was about Rabbi Akiva. So Rabbi Yoshev said, what did she see? She saw Tsunua Umaile. That's what the Gemara says. Tsunua. Not a show off. He understood not to push himself. Modest. She saw the potential. That that is the potential. Not that he was a Shalom and Midos already. But those aspects of personality that he exhibited, Rebbe Yoshev said, can now be be the bulwark of what you base Torah and, of course, Midos Tovis as well. But he wasn't a great, he wasn't Muslim in his Midos. And the truth is, Rebbe Yoshev says, he agreed to learn. Now, you could say it's because he wanted to be married to her. But she understood that there was a part of Rabbi Kiva, despite the fact that Rabbi Kiva had said he hated B'nai Torah, right? He didn't like them at all. He wanted to bite them and, and kill them. There was a part of him that actually yearned to be one of them. So, but Rachel Baskal Basuwa saw the potential, and the fact that he was willing to take that step was the proof that he probably had it. Of course, he's still not the Balmidos that he needs to be until he learns, Rebel Yosha says. But sometimes you have somebody who just doesn't want to learn. I just don't like learning. I don't like learning. I don't want to have a Seder. It's not for me. Okay, uh, 10 minutes, that's it. I'll listen to the podcast, but that's it. The guy doesn't want to learn. So that, Rebel Yosha says, is... Not Midos Taivai. So 
don't use that as a as a barometer uh, to say, oh, I should, you know, that's a simon on 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 the girl, because that's a mistake about what Midas Tavis is. Uh, just a little postscript to what we just said from Rebel Yoshif. Uh, they asked him, um, how about a year of Shemayim? Um, can you be a year? Again, we, he seems to, he doesn't learn, but, you know, he, he seems to be very worried about doing Averis, but we just can't get him to learn. So even that, Rebel Yoshev said, even that, Rebel Yoshev said, should not, you should, you, <laughs> Zeklum, that's what Rebel Yoshev said. Person doesn't want to learn, even though you see Ziyari Shamayim. Again, this is talking about checking the brother out. And Rebel Yoshev again felt that, uh, uh, I have to tell you, here's my feeling. There's many people who don't want to learn. This is Kivilevich talking, not Rebel Yoshev. There are many people who get turned off from learning. And that stays with them because of the rebellion they had. Now, some people are brilliant like Rebel Yoshev, and some people have a special neshama, but there's a lot of kids out there who they don't want to learn because they're afraid of looking bad. They've had bad experiences. They are in a situation where they feel lower than everybody else around them. And because of that, if they find there's something else they're good at, that's what they get involved in. And therefore learning, and, and, and that's what I would say. Rabbi Yoshev is correct. Torah, every yid has a connection to Torah, and a person can become magnificent. Every person becomes greater through Torah. You just need to find the right teacher to connect the person and sometimes I would say, especially in Eretz Yisrael, that where everything is extremely competitive, there isn't a lot of individual care that the fact that there's these kids who don't seem to be into learning is really more a fault of the system than it is the proof. Now, I, I agree with Rabbi Yosha, they'd be much better had they been able to learn. Okay, anyway. That's my little two cents here. I think the audience here agrees with me, but I'm not sure if the people listening, you know, again, I, I, I believe Rebel Yoshev, if I could talk to him. Um, Rabbi Kivalevich, I'm not going to talk much about what I think it's, it goes to the same thing I kind of uh, mentioned a while ago is in terms of leadership that a real that we're lacking a certain level of leadership. I don't want to name any names that encompasses all kinds of people that find space of icon, not just throws out what doesn't fit within the person, within that, within the leader's ideal. But that's what it is. How do you, the challenge is how to encompass all that. There are different midot, there are different approaches to just throw out, yes, not everybody learns that way. And uh, right. some people, you know, they're different. It's such a variety of human beings. I think uh, I, I hear a person talking like a father giving away his daughter and his emotions and his uh, ego, whatever, go in front. And it's necessary, I guess, in some respect. My, you know, I, my daughter is not marrying yet, so I, I'm not there yet. Well, but, well, uh, but there's a, there's a Peace that has to go above uh, the uh, the um, how do you call it? the uh, the party the, uh, the I understand the, I, I want to tell you that I, that's I, what I'm not against I'm just saying yes for a certain quality it, it's required but 
Okay, I, I let, 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 let me let, let me put it uh, in a positive spin. I think things are getting better, and I think we're we are becoming more inventive with ways to reach even other kids in a way that they can love Tyra in ways that maybe they weren't able up until now. And I think that's really what we got to work on. All right. Um, okay. They asked Rebel Yoshev, on the other hand, okay, all right, forget about the brother. What about the girl herself? We know Aaron got himself a plum with Elisheva. He said, okay, with the girl themselves, you're looking for Midas Tavis and Ashkafis Tavis. And what that means is she should be a Yerushamayim, a Balas Midas, and also, she should have the right hashkafah. Now, where is she going to get this hashkafah in Torah? Probably in a seminary, but <laughs> in Eretz Yisrael. But the right hashkafah about what Torah is. On that subject, we have, of course, a Gemara that uh, uh, was in the Dafyomi recently. A person should try to find the daughter of a Talmud Chochem. Why? Because grandpa's around. <laughs> grandpa's around, right? You don't know if you're always going to be there. So go to find a Bastal Metchocham. Now, even if grandpa's not around, you know that a Bastal Metchocham knows how the kids should be raised. She had her father as a model. So either she's going to bring grandpa in, bring Saba in to help teach, or she's going to make sure, even though you're gone, that the kids are going to be Tamei because that's what she saw in her house. But if you marry a Basama Oretz, the Gemara says, you're not sure what's going to be with your kids. Sir Yoshev was asked, we know into, into the, the, the period now that we have Beis Yaakov's and everything like that, uh, she, her father's not a Talmachachim, but we see she's been trained in seminary. So Rebel Yoshev says, if you have a girl who's a, even if her father's not around, which is the simple shot in the Gemara, <coughs> but the point is, are the kids going to get the right chinuch? It's not going to come from the grandfather per se. It'll come from the wife that's that's there because the father has died or gone into Goas. So usually in the time of Chazal, was the, there was no Beis Yaakovs, there was no Bereas, there was no girls' schools. So where did the girl know what uh, Torah life was? From her father. Right? But if now we have other ways to inculcate within the girls in seminaries and other places what it means, so even if her father is not a Talmud Chacham, um, it can work. And therefore, if she is a good girl and she has the right attitude about Torah, then you don't need, you could, you could almost, you don't really need the idea of the father being a Talmud Chacham. And that's what Rebel Yoshev said. It comes from learning in a Beis Yaakov or in a Buria. That's how you can, in a way, become like a Bas, like a Bas Talmud Chacham, if that's what you have. You have that from there. Um, 
they asked Rebel Yoshev, it says you have to do, you have to sell everything you have to, to marry a Bas Talmud Chacham. You have to actually, is that true? Like you have to sell everything you have? Um, so Rebel Yoshev answered, okay, as we've learned before in, in, in Mishnah Bureau learning, there's a big shaila in the Achronim whether you even have Tamida Chachamim today like that. So you don't really have to spend so much in order um, to do it. Um, however, Rabbi Yoshev says we should still try to get the best. Again, there might not be a Talmud that you're going to be masped on 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 a uh, uh, on a on Hashana on on. on, on but you should still try to get someone who in our generation is considered a Talmud Chacham. That's still an important thing is to try to get a Talmud Chacham. Um, they asked Rebel Yoshev, okay, let's say you can't get a Bas Talmud Chacham. If you go to the Gemara and Psachim that we just had, it says if you can't find a Bas Talmud Chacham, it should be a Godel Hador. If you can't find a Godel Hador, it should be Rosh HaKnesses. You can't find Rosh HaKnesses, Gabay Tzedakah. If you don't have Gabay Tzedakah, find the Malamitinoikas. So, Rebel Yoshev went through each one of these things, and he said like this, a Godel Ador, the way the Rishonim explain, is someone who is Yaduo Mufursim, that he does Chasadim. Now, the reason why that's a second level because it's a very good thing. And everybody knows that if you're involved in chesed, the whole family's involved in chesed. They see that you bring this person home for Shabbos, even when they have a home, they'll bring people in for Shabbos, etc. So that's a very, uh, doing chesed in the makor of your family does influence what type of, of course, all the children in that family. Um, a a um, gedole ador, However, means that it's not just ches, it's not chesed of the family, it's big chesed things for the larger community. The Roshe Knisios, that means in one community. The, the Gedole Ador, they are involved in chasadim on the whole gamut of Jewish life. Whereas the, the Rosh Knisiot are in a certain group. The Gabbait Stoka, a Gabbait Stoka is an important thing. But it's not about therapies. It's not about, um, uh, you know, making um, houses and hospitals. Uh, it's not finding jobs for people. It's basically Gabbait Stoka are people who give money. So that's a Madrega, but that's not on the same Madrega of Chesed. It's important to try to give monies to people, but it's not on the same level. And those are things which we do have bismanazeh. And those are our things that, that it is important to search for when it comes to trying to find, um, you know, the right type of family, if you can. And you should definitely make, you know, again, to, to disc, again, as great as the schools are, there's nothing, as Rebel Yoshev knew, that really replaces that type of model of what you have 
in your own home. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. 